Matthew chapter 16. Beginning in verse 21, it says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. There are an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then Jesus uh, said, then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here we shall not taste of death till thus see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now very quickly, I want to give you something tonight and then we'll close and I want to take up an offering. But I want you to see something tonight from these scriptures. Remember the last few weeks we've been talking about the church. The last few weeks we've talk, been talking about that Christ built the church upon himself, the rock. Now we come down here and we find it he makes it very plain about something. I want you to look. At, here's some verses that's widely misused today. Of course, you know that we're saved by faith alone. That's what we've been speaking of quite regularly lately in the church. But yet some people believe you can get saved by your works. And those denominations that teach those things use Verses 23 and verse 24 as one of their tools to prove that point, that you can get saved by your works. He said uh, in verse 24, he said, Jesus said unto his disciples, Any man will come after me, let him take, deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Verse 25, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall, will lose his life for my sake shall find it. I want you to know right now this has nothing to do with salvation. This has to do with your works because he comes right back in, in verse 27 and he says, and uh, then he shall reward every man according to his works. Now I want you to see something a minute. Jesus said unto his disciples, that's to save people, folks. This was written to save, not to the unsaved. And so for you to deny yourself of something, for you to take up a cross and follow after the Lord Jesus Christ, do your best to live like he walked on this earth, to go around and tell the world like a man was, uh, came to the church we used to go to one day carrying a wood cross and uh, with just two poles, I mean a good-sized thing. He'd been carrying that thing around all day long, I suppose. And here he came in and said he was the Messiah and he was carrying his cross. I want you to know he was not the Messiah, he was Antichrist, but at the same time, he was using these thoughts here that he had a cross to bear. And by bearing his cross, that that's what made him what he was. Now listen to me. You're not saved by your works. 
Even these verses here teach you plainly that this is written to save people. If any man will come after me, Jesus said, in other words, if you're going to do the work of a disciple, if you're going to win souls, if you're going to go out and do something for the Lord Jesus Christ, it'll be lasting in your life after you're saved, after you're a child of God. If you're going to do something for the Lord then, whosoever will do anything for the Lord, he must first of all lose his own life. He must lose his own life. If you're going to take up your life and live it, you'll never be a soul winner. You'll never be somebody that's used for the Lord. If all you worry about is what can I get out of life for me? And there's so many people today that claim to be Christians and all they want out of life is mine. Let me get mine now. And they have no idea of what taking up your cross and following the Lord even means. And these verses here plainly teach that whosoever will lose his life, that simply means lose your life in the Lord's work. Now let me give you something real quick. I don't believe, and you know me, I never have preached that God's people should be paupers. I don't believe that. I believe that God blesses his people. I sincerely do. There's no use for you to drive a rattle trap. There's no use for you to live in a run down, broken down house. Your God and my God owns the cattle of the thousand hills. But if all you desire in this world is your worldly goods, then you can forget about serving the Lord after you're saved. You can forget about discipleship. You can forget about doing the work of the Lord. Because if you're going to do anything for the Lord, it's going to cost you. It's not going to cost you for salvation now. Jesus has done it all. Everything needs to be done for salvation. He's covered that. But if you're going to do anything for Jesus, you're going to have to give up some things in your life to get it and to do something for the Lord. Notice what what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And our brother said, what what is a soul worth? two-something pennies or two dollars and something if you get it all the way over there for a Bible somebody said That's what verse 26 is talking about. What is a soul worth? That's what. What can you give up in this life that you might win one soul to the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the whole idea of the church. That's why Jesus established the church. It was to win people to Christ. It was not just to come together and get your head full of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and salvation and to get saved yourself and to sit there. That's not the only reason the church was ever formed by Jesus Christ. The church was formed that we might tell one another and teach the word of God that people might get saved and then that you might sacrifice to get other people saved. And brother, it takes it. It takes sacrifice to get it done. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then, and I want you to see that, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Now most people want their pat on their back now, but that's not what Jesus promised. He said you'll get your pat on your back when Jesus comes at the judgment seat of Christ. Not now. I was in the hospital this afternoon, this morning, and I went to pray for Mrs. Hayes. 
and there, uh, there was a nurse in the room. And she was wanting to roll her out or get her out of her bed to do something with her. And I said, well, before you do that, I want to have a prayer with her. And she had a, a tablet in her hand and threw the tablet down and said, huh, and walked out. Now, it sort of embarrassed some of the girls, that were the ladies that was there, not me. Amen. It didn't bother me one else. Amen. For this simple reason, it, you're going to get embarrassed. There's not going to people pat you on the back and say, well, you're a wonderful guy. You're a Christian today. That's not going to happen. We're living in days that that's what people want, and that's what a lot of liberal churches around here are preaching and teaching. They're teaching, oh, if you serve the Lord, you'll be something great in this world. You'll have great success in this life. No, you won't, not necessarily. You'll get your rewards at the judgment seat of Christ, though, brother, and I can promise you that God will keep his promise. He will reward you. Now, I'm looking forward to that great day. I really am. Now, I want to take up an offering, and I'd like to give everything that comes in to the buyer's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Byers to do whatever they see fit to do with as they serve the Lord uh, and, and getting Bibles, the Word of God, out to people. It thrills my soul when I see somebody that stands missionaries alone that I literally have to say we can't do anything right now they call all the time I wish we had the money I really do that we could do something for every one of them it calls and get involved in it ushers if you could come right now let's get ready to take an offering if you would please God is good to us stand with us if you would please and I'd just like for us to just uh at this time, as she's playing, I want you to look in your billfold, write a check, do what you can to help this ministry. I believe it's a worthwhile ministry, and that's why I want you to get involved in it. Brother Schwartz, I'll ask the blessing of you, if you would, please. Yes. Lord and I'm in it. I'll never be able to preach or have a service unless we give an invitation because you never know when somebody might be sitting under you needs to be saved. Might be you tonight. 
Do you know you're saved tonight? If not, would you trust the Lord Jesus Christ right where you're at? He died for you. He wants to save you. If you'll ask him to come into your life and save your soul, he'll do it right now. Is anyone like that while we wait just a minute and say, Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. Anyone at all? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this good night. Thank you for this good man and his wife coming. Thank you for this service tonight. It's been good to have been in the house of the Lord to hear about other work that's being done for you and souls to being saved. Now bless us as we go on our way home.